Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters recap of Dark. We call it Dark and Handsome. And oh, it was this week. I'm Leon Dolan. I'm here with my sister, Julie Dolan. And Julie, season two, episode one of Dark. It's back. Oh, what were you most looking forward to in this show? Well, firstly, and I was just happy Lord, to hear Laura Linney doing the introductions, to see the Viking cruises. I mean, I, it was like settling into a nice, deep, warm bath. Didn't you love that? I was so happy it was back. I just, from the opening shot, that like majestic helicopter shot over the cliffs of Cornwall, <laughs> Talking, looking at the sea, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. We're not even two minutes in, and already we get people staring out at the sea. I know, Leon. It's just, it just transports you. So, so excellent scenery. Of course, it, it never, um, never a bad day in Cornwall. Lots of sunny days, which I don't <laughs> think is the case in reality. But uh, just some spectacular weather. All right. So this is our recap. Julie and I are two of the five satellite sisters. If you're new to the recap, we want to welcome you. We've been doing a podcast for many, many years, 16 years. We started doing TV recaps a couple of years ago. We were on Dark last year. You can find all of season one's recaps available at Satellite Sisters. Uh, but we're just two sisters that watch television. So if you've come to this expecting like, uh, you know, somebody who knows anything about 18th century British history... This is really not the recap for you. But if you've come to this because you were like sitting on the couch, you know, having a glass of wine, hoping, please let him take his shirt off. Please let him take his shirt off. This is the podcast for you. Right, Joel? Absolutely, Lan. It just um, and we sort of found this show by just, you know, happenstance. Right. We just happened to be on uh, PBS and whoa, here's Poldark. So and it's not too late to jump in. If you're just uh, if you're new to this, it, you, they did a little review of season one. You can listen to our podcast and you can jump into season two. Exactly. Exactly, Julie. All right. Well, let's just jump into season two, shall we? Let's review the Poldark checklist. OK, okay. first of all, some of our favorite uh, Poldark tropes. Staring at the sea, check. Riding I mean, horse furiously along coast, check. Mournful piano forte music, check. Gratuitous shirtlessness, check, yes, check, yes. check. And a star after that too, Leon, yes. <laughs> and then finally, so much hair, check. I mean, was it me or does everyone in the show just have incredible heads of hair, right? Grow more hair between season one and season two. (laughs) I mean, and you're just wondering, none of them appear to have any money for servants, you know, and yet how do they do their hair like that every day? Like it's the perfect windswept hair on the women. And then the men, clean flowing locks like it was just freshly shampooed and blow dried it was an incredible amount of hair i thought this episode <laughs> all right here's what we had we had the trial of the century this was a special opener it was almost two hours long uh it was the trial of the century that's the 18th century mm-hmm. and ross Boldark is in the middle of uh you know fighting for his life he's been accused of almost everything didn't you think julie over the course of this two hours. I really think they threw the kitchen sink at him. I mean, I don't know that much about British jur- jurisprudence, but it seemed to me he just picked up a few things off a beach. And the next thing you know, 
He's accused of, you know, murder, of treason, of inciting a riot, pretty much everything, Liam. Right. And, uh, and you know, Ross, because he's a champion of the people and he's mm-hmm. true to himself and he appears to be the only man in Cornwall with a backbone, uh, he's not going to go down without a fight. He is not going to cop to these charges many that there are, uh, without at least defending himself. And, uh, and so the whole two hours is really Ross being charged. Is Ross going to, you know, go to trial? He's going to trial. Then we have the trial. It was pretty long. I have to say, I thought the trial was <laughs> pretty I thought, long. And I was, I was a little disappointed that yet again, we, you know, in all of these period shows that we watch, Leanne, we have to have the dreary prison scenes. Okay. <laughs> I am so sick of British prisons. Can I tell you that? Okay. What, what do you think that is? Like, did everyone go to prison at some point in, in English history? Can't we put them somewhere else in some other setting? Because it's so dark in all those prisons. It's hard to actually see the characters, okay? It so, was yeah. it was uncomfortable Downton Abbey Bates flashbacks. That was a storyline we in particular hated, like no more prison scenes. And uh, and I was thinking the same thing. It's very dark, and everyone's very dirty, except for Ross Poldark's hair. Not dirty <laughs> in prison. Not dirty. All right. Let's review our main cast of characters, uh, Ross and Demelza. Okay. So we have Ross, man of the people, you know, comes back from the war in America, thinks he's going to marry his cousin, ends up marrying the scullery maid who ends up being a supermodel. And we love Demelza, but the two of them are really still reeling. They're recovering from the death of their daughter, Julia, and a really rough past patch in their marriage so julie well, we had some we had some sexy time between the two of them yes, and that we was... did. they are finding comfort in each other's arms Leanne, and legs and everywhere else they could find comfort yes and it was and i was happy for them weren't yes. you yes yeah. very very happy uh and by contrast both you know as we talk about it and in this episode we saw sort of the frigid dismal marriage of elizabeth and francis now right. elizabeth was the woman ross thought he was going to marry but she turned out to marry his cousin francis who turns right. out to be kind of weak need and oh. um i find elizabeth actually too pretty to actually look at on screen like she <laughs> She is so pretty. It's amazing. And a small detail, Leanne, but did you happen to notice that she was wearing the exact same color as um, as Kate um, Middleton wore on her trip to Canada? No. 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 Did you notice that sort of deep blue, those velvet dresses? I mean, she uh, both Elizabeth and Kate, well, that's an excellent choice of color for them. Yeah. All right. So and then we have her husband, Francis, who tries so hard to be a good guy, but is just a big loser like L on his forehead. He lost the mine and a gambling debt. He's about to lose his wife to like three or four men in town who seem to have more to offer his wife. He tries to actually commit suicide. No go. No good at that. I mean, he just he's just he's failing at everything, you know, and nobody wants to be around him either. Right. Right. It's hard. Yeah. Okay, and then we have the sister, Loyal Verity. She returns. Uh, once the trial gets going, she's going to take her good friend, Demelza, to the trial. She's married someone no one in the family likes, so she's effectively become the black sheep. And even when she tries to, like, reconcile the family, there was just no pickup from loser Francis. I don't, I, I don't understand. I, what's up with Francis? All right, he is a big loser. He has no friends, so he has this lovely, loyal sister, Verity, and but he's just such a snob because she married some black sheep that he's he's not going to give her the time of day. OK, so come on. Francis. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was definitely, that scene was a sympathy loser for me. You sort of want to feel bad for Francis, but he had a moment to kind of rise above and he couldn't do it. All right. Then you have the town nemesis. I just like to call him George the Weasel. Okay. The Wallen Poofs or the Wallen Graps or the Wallen (laughs) Wallens or the Wallen Bees. I don't know what their name is. All right. This family, they're sort of upstarts. They came to town. They bought up all the mines in the area. And now for some reason, they just want to destroy Ross Poldark, his mine, his marriage. They want everything about him. And George the Weasel, uh, he, he turns particularly nasty in this episode. He's trying to win over Elizabeth, even though she's married to the loser Francis. And he creates a scandal sheet. He writes a terrible scandal sheet that gets passed around pre-trial to prejudice the jury about our man Ross. And he's just, yeah. he's a weasel, Rachel. It's its like he, he created the National Enquirer. Uh, yeah. for, right? <laughs> and he was handing it out. None of it is true, okay? But he wanted to prejudice the jury against uh, Ross Poldark. Yeah. So I Ross... Have- I have to say, over the course of this this particular show, though, I thought there were a lot of just George the Weasel scenes, like we see him trying to manipulate this and trying to manipulate that. It got a little tedious. I could have used a little less George, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, then we have uh, the good doctor who came to town last year, Dr. Ennis. He's Poldark's BFF. And, you know, he just attracts women wherever he goes because he's single <laughs> and he has all his teeth, apparently. That's all it takes, right? <laughs> That's right. He he does have a strong set of choppers, land. But the other thing is he always attracts the wrong women. Yeah. As you recall, season one, he has this sort of thing with a married woman, and the married woman's husband doesn't like it too much and kills her, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Season two, here he is. He He's starting to flirt with the, a new character, Caroline, and it's just going to be trouble. You know that, right? right. Yeah. And he, at one point I thought he was representing Ross. I was like, is he a doctor and a lawyer? Because he was like counseling Ross on, you know, some sort of defense. I was like, wow, he really does it all (laughs) there in Cornwall. But no, he's just a doctor. Uh, But he's, you know, he's a doctor with, uh, he's got some women issues. All right, then back, because you love him, you hate him, Mr. and Mrs. Drunk. Okay, Uh, the disloyal servants who basically drink and do nothing. And they play kind of a pivotal role. It looks like they're going to turn on Poldark during the trial. And then Mr. Drunk actually uh, ends up defending Poldark. So a nice moment there. And I was happy last year when he fired them. But now they're back in the kitchen, aren't they, Jill? (laughs) You can't get rid of them. No, I mean, just uh, they're. They're part of the territory, Leanne. I think we're going to be seeing more of Mr. and Mrs. Drunk. All right. A couple of minor characters that we were reintroduced to this time. Crazy dad. Okay. Demelza oh. has this like wild Bible thumping dad. I mean, I oh. forgot he even existed. And there he was. Joel. I know. There he was in the town square, you know, and he was where he was in a frenzy. Okay. And when he saw his daughter, who he's now, you know, condemned and said that she's, you know, she's a terrible woman. But I was like, whoa, crazy dad is back. Yeah. So he, he I think we will be seeing more of him as well. Yeah. And then I liked uh, the resurgence of crazy grandma. All right. The one is like, she is nutty because she all she's talking about is gu- guillotines. And she took that knife and like sliced that fig in half. I mean, she. <laughs> She is really crazy cranky land. That's a that's a new category. I think the writers realized there was an opening there now that Lady Grantham is out of our lives. There was an opening for crazy grandma to be kind of this down class Lady Grantham, like touch a crazy touch of truth. Good use of kitchen tools. I mean, she she did a lot of damage to that fig on that plate. She just sliced it in half. (laughs) 
<laughs> and she knows what's up. She's on to Elizabeth, Elizabeth manipulating Ross, Elizabeth manipulating George the Weasel, and uh, Elizabeth manipulating Francis. Nothing gets past crazy grandma. I like it. I like that she had a few good scenes there. Now, we do have these new characters. They came out of nowhere. Distinguished uncle that lives next door to the Poldarks. uh, The fop of a politician nephew. And then Blondie, this Caroline, who is just arm candy for the politician. They clearly are going to factor in more in later episodes. But the seeds were set. So now we have a political storyline we're following. Because in addition to the trial of the century, we had the election of the century. (laughs) That looked just as bad as our election. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought maybe we should put the two candidates on chairs and carry them to town. Yeah, just as they did here in Poldark. Maybe that would have been better than the debates, Lynn. I don't know. But I think Carolyn is the one to watch. She is a crafty woman, okay? And she's got a sassy mouth. She says things that she probably shouldn't say. And she has sort of met her match with Dr. Innes. So, but I think she will be, she will be running, she'll be running up against Elizabeth and she will have something. She will certainly have some role with Poldark as well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. She's not married to the fop of a politician. No, no. I right? love your use of fop, Lee, and that's twice in one po- a podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, she is not married to him, but she is, of course, the ward of the uncle uh, because, um, ev- you know, that's they always have that on British dramas, <laughs> wards, right? Yeah, they Aren't have you- prison scenes and wards. Yes, you're right. Wards. Okay. And um, so she is a ward and this is, this is supposed to be a good marriage, this arranged marriage, but um, she has some other ideas. Yes, she does. And she has a, a pug dog and I'm just not a fan of pugs. I don't like pugs. Uh, I, but that- of dogs. I mean, is that the dog? I'm sure they spent some time that that was the appropriate lap dog for, a, a, you know, a, a well-off woman of that, that age, but seemed, seemed weird. So, uh, Okay, so let's let's just take a moment to acknowledge again. All these people have tremendous amounts of hair, and then Julie. Last year, we were treated uh, as the women of the world to the scything scene, where Ross Poldark took his shirt off and scythed inexplicably for several minutes in the middle of one episode, and it was epic. And what I liked about the naked coal mining scene was that the writers clearly understood what the women of the world wanted. And it didn't really matter that it was gratuitous or no one coal mines without a shirt on. We got to see Ross (laughs) coal mine and naked. And that was a nice sight. Wasn't it spectacular? I know what I'm getting my husband for Christmas land. I'm going to get him a chisel and a hammer to, you know, and try. I mean, I'm telling you that was outstanding. He did a lot of hammering, a lot of just a lot of striking, uh, you know, that it, it was hot down in the coal mine. So there was sweat rippling over his muscles or his muscles were were rippling. It was all it was all happening, Leon. So um, it was breathtaking, in fact, as I assume it is in most coal mines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's a sign that the writers understand what we want and need. And so that season two is going to lay out along those lines like. 
we enjoy the, the Aiden Turner, and that's it. He plays Ross Baldark, so more Aiden Turner is good with everybody, even if it doesn't follow any storyline or was never in the original text. We're fine with that, Baldark writers. Keep it coming. <laughs> I think that's why we got to see Demelza and Ross together again, too, just because that was a nice, like, great scene in the first season where, you know, she has that complicated dress on and he needs to take oh. it off. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, so we had a couple of storylines we'll talk about. Okay, first of all, Demelza tries her hand at being underhanded, and she's really bad at it. She's terrible at it. She tries to influence the judge. It's just a disaster. Yeah, I know. She, I, and But you can see it. You know it's going to fail. Like, what, Demelza, you are, you know, Ross, you have Ross Poldark, okay? <laughs> have won the lottery, okay? So you don't need to do all these things. I can understand why she went to town to be by Ross's side when he was on trial. But she just, she cannot play in the big leagues and try to manipulate uh, these these uh, these judges. It was not happening. Also, Francis tries to kill himself in someone else's hotel room. So again, even that seemed bad. Like if you're going to off yourself at the trial of the century, make a reservation, buddy. I mean, <laughs> I know. And he can't even kill himself. I was kind of disappointed. I thought that might open up the story a little bit, but no, he's back. So uh, I'm a little worried because he's just, he is like circling the drain. And are we going to have him circle the drain for the entire season? Or do you think he will rise to the occasion or get successful with, uh, with that musket of his? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then we have George the weasel. He tries to manipulate the trial. He tries to manipulate the election and he kind of fails at both. So that there was a little bit of comeuppance for George the weasel. Well, I was, I was, the, the trial was sort of nail biting. I was certain that Ross was going to be acquitted. Um, and so I was so grateful when he was, you know, because it is only the first episode of the second se- season. Right. And I had to spend all of the whole season in jail. I don't think I could have followed this show. You know what? I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, my gosh. Here we go again. It's the Bates storyline. He's going to be in prison all season. This is going to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> He's always going to have this shirt on in prison. <laughs> There'll be no coal mining in prison, Leon. Or scything or anything. Nope. None of it. So uh, if you're wondering, if you didn't watch the episode, here, here, here it breaks down to this. Will Ross be charged for many, many crimes? Yes. Will Ross be contrite as his lawyer, his barrister advises? No. Will Ross be convicted? Mercifully, no. He is free to take his shirt off whenever he wants now, Julie. It's very exciting. There was a celebration all the way around, Liam. That's true. Everyone had a drink at the end of the show. And even Ross and Elizabeth had a moment where it looked like they might be okay. But Or Francis and Elizabeth. But I'm not so sure about that. No, I'm not so sure. Yeah. So, And there's one other detail. Yes. Samantha is with child. Yes. Right? So... We have to see how that develops and how that changes the relationship. Right. Because she was waiting. I thought she really wanted to tell him after he was acquitted. She didn't want to tell him during the trial because he had been accused of every crime in the book and she didn't want it to influence anything. I didn't really understand why she didn't tell him. But then she's pretty much bursting when they come home and he implicates like, oh, it's too soon after the death of Julia. But I think he's going to change his mind. Don't you, Julia? What's he going to do? He's Ross Poldark. He's he's going to greet that child with with a great deal of enthusiasm, no doubt. And hopefully a bare chest. I mean, let's hope. (laughs) So if it gets really hot in the birthing room, things will be Uh, good. 
All right. So looking forward to the season. I think it's off to a good start. I think the new characters are a great addition. This Blondie, this Caroline will be good. You know, the old uncle, that looks good. And the fop of a politician. Uh, And I think Crazy Grandma is going to have some excellent lines. So I'm very excited about season two. How about you? I am getting on my horse and I'm going to gallop out to the cliff right now, Liam. I think that's a fine idea. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can find all our podcasts at SatelliteSisters.com or at iTunes. We have TV recaps of uh, this, of Downton Abbey, if you're a Downton Abbey fan, and of Madam Secretary, which starts next week on CBS. So we're going to be busy recappers. And then we do a whole other show that has almost nothing to do with television. (laughs) So we do other things besides watch TV, and that's our Satellite Sisters podcast. So we encourage you to find those on iTunes iTunes and to subscribe to them so you won't miss them. All right, Jill, have a fantastic week. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.